How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. Welcome back to the show. This is Mark Levine. President Obama has done many things. Some good, some bad. But he may well be remembered in history, not as the president that gave us the Affordable Care Act, although many think that will be his legacy, but as the man who freed the Internet. Just as Al Gore did play a major role in creating the helping to create the government infrastructure that led to the Internet, not technically, but politically, in other words, through legislation, President Obama just went... This week, by a long waiting vote of the FCC, including uh, the people he appointed, three to two, the Federal Communications Commission has said that the Internet, like the telephone, belongs to all of us. And it got very little press. But somebody who has been writing about it and knows a lot about it is my guest, Timothy Carr. Uh, Timothy is um well he's all over the place he's a reporter editor photojournalist for the ap time new york times and australia consolidated press uh he's all over the internet but what the main thing is that he works on the free press which is a grassroots organization to basically help us get a free internet timothy carr welcome to the to the inside scoop it's a, it's a particular pleasure to be with you today. Well, so now tell us what happened, because it seems like for years we've been talking about net neutrality, and we, finally something happened. Yeah, uh, we've actually been talking about net neutrality for about 10 years now, Okay, uh, and we've been fighting for net neutrality, and we've won some battles, but we also lost a lot of battles. But today we had an incredible win in that the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, which is the agency that oversees media policy in the United States, um, has decided that net neutrality needs real rules behind it that allows the FCC to protect Internet users' rights to go online and connect with anyone else who's online. So we had a vote today. I was at the FCC uh, just a couple just hours this morning. ago. Oh, it was a couple yeah, hours ago. I saw the vote. It was. It was. Uh, yeah, it happened about two hours ago, uh, and and witnessed the vote. It was. Uh, you know, I'm a policy wonk, but um, but this was a very historic uh, historic win. Not you had just, cyber tears in your eyes. I, I take I it. I had cyber tears in my eyes. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, well, you know, anybody who uses, uses the Internet can celebrate this win. It's a really important victory. Now, part uh, of the problem help. with net neutrality is that it's, it's, some people, it's hard to explain. So why don't you, in the simplest possible terms, it, we all use the Internet, that we understand, but net neutrality goes over the heads of some people. Tell my listeners, who don't, most of them know, because most of them are very sophisticated, but the few that aren't, tell them what net neutrality is. Sure. So... Uh, I think everybody understands what their Internet experience is like. When you Mm -hmm. go online, you basically get to choose your own media experience. You get to choose the websites that you go to, the services that you go to. Um, That's what's made the Internet such a unique communications tool in that it is a a tool that puts 
the tools of the media, the control of the media in the hands of Internet users. Um, we get to choose what websites we want to go to, what services we want to use. And that basic openness is called net neutrality. It also means that our Internet service providers, which provide us with access to the Internet, can't make those decisions for us. They can't privilege certain websites over others. They can't block our access to websites or services. And what net neutrality does, and the net neutrality rule that was passed today, is it, it, it gives legal enforcement to the SEC to prevent companies like Comcast and Time Warner uh, Cable and Verizon from blocking our ability to access everything else that's online. So, for example, you could imagine Verizon not wanting you to get to the AT&T site to find out that you can get your Internet cheaper. Uh, just like on the telephone lines, uh, you might want, uh, you know, whoever provides your telephone, uh, if it's AT&T, maybe they don't want you to find out about Sprint's prices or whatever. Uh, that They can't do that. They can't use their power of controlling the medium that, through which you talk in order to restrict where you can go. Yes, and, and importantly, the, the um, you know, a lot of people are watching uh, television. They're, they're watching videos via their high-speed Internet connection. Um, and even now, people are talking via the telephone. They're using voice over Internet protocol uh, applications like Skype. Um, and it's not in the interest, often, of their Internet service provider to allow people to do that. If you're a company like Comcast and all of your Internet users are watching television via the Internet, uh, they are have this temptation to unsubscribe from your Comcast cable television service. So it's in the interest of a company like Comcast to block video streaming over the Internet. This ruling doesn't allow Comcast to do that. It's also in the interest of a company like AT&T, which is an Internet service provider, but also a phone company, to block people's ability to make phone calls via the Internet because AT&T is in the business of selling phone communications as well. Uh, so they, really they don't want really you going to Vonage and getting your phone through the Internet. No. Uh, be, be, it, for, frankly, Comcast, which provides Internet, phone, and TV, uh, it, you can get it all through the Internet. You don't need their phone and their TV. That's going to hurt a lot of their business. Yes, and well, it's, uh, it, it, it forces them not to discriminate. It says that they have the Internet is a tool that they need to, uh, they need to keep open in a way that allows Internet users uh, the freedom to pick and choose what they want to do online. So the, the ruling today follows um, the Communications Act. Um, Hold on. Before, before you go into it, Timothy, we've got to take a quick break. Sure. I also want to get to my caller. Uh, and also when I come back, I want to ask you some of the tough questions they're asking about this, like why shouldn't we be able or why shouldn't a corporation be able to charge more to people who use the Internet more? That's what the Republicans say. I want you to answer that question. And folks, call in and ask your questions, 888-653-7543. This is Mark Levine. Be back after this. Welcome back to the show. This is Mark Levine giving you the inside scoop from Washington, where today... The government actually did something. No, not the Congress. Of course not the Congress. Republicans control Congress. Uh, no, I'm talking about the Federal Communications Commission, which is the agency of government that regulates, well, all the ways we talk to each other or listen to each other, whether it's telephones or television or the Internet. And they ruled today after a long battle, three to two, that the government was going to enforce net neutrality. Hallelujah. And my guest, uh, Tim uh, 
Timothy Carr of the Free Press was crying cyber tears. Uh, he, he's been fighting for this. How long have you been in this battle, Timothy? I've been fighting this uh, for 10 years. For 10 uh, years. 2005. Okay. <laughs> yeah. so, so truly, maybe even some real tears uh, were shed. Uh, I want you to get back to, uh, to my tough questions. Before I do that, I always like to give callers a chance to weigh in. Let's go to Joe in Denver on line five. Hey, Joe, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. Um, you know, I, I think that these tears that you're crying out of happiness are going to turn into tears of sadness in about 10 years. Why is that? Once again, we're, because once again, we're seeing, we're seeing the left just knee jerk reaction to like, there's no problem out there right now, but there may be a problem. And these big evil corporations may do something wrong. So now the government needs to seize control of it. Well, well, now, hang, hang on, hang if, on, if Joe. You don't want, if, if you don't, like, let me get, specific before you just attack this oh no I, i'm just gonna say if, do you think the government, the government doesn't like picking if the do, government doesn't like picking winners and losers right if they don't want an isp to pick winners and losers now we're going to be in the hands of the fcc and the fcc is going to be picking winners and joe losers. Are, are you mad that the government controls your phone companies and lets you call anyone would you rather have the phone companies decide who you can call because the what government's been controlling existence? the phone system pretty much ever since the telephone was created. Exists? What problem exists in the Internet right now? Well, I'll let Timothy answer that, that but I do, I do know that, that you... Comcast and, and AT&T and Verizon and Apple have all tried to block at one time or another ways you can use the Internet. I'll let Timothy answer the question, but, but hang on, Joe. I'll get back to you. And they haven't been successful. They haven't been successful. All right. Fair point. Jo- Timothy, respond to Joe, please. Well, the, the reason that they haven't been successful is that they've, they've structured their authority under the wrong part of the Telecommunications Act. What they did today was to structure their authority under the right part of the Telecommunications Act, which treats Internet service providers as common carriers. I think Joe, what Joe is trying to say is that, well, what he believes is that this is a, what is a favorite line of, of net neutrality foes, that this is a solution in search of a problem, that there is no problem that exists right now okay. that needs to be solved. Um, I think that's fair, Joe, uh, characterization. The, the, what, but the, that... Um, the problem with that is that the problem does exist, and I've extensively documented that there is a long history Give us a of couple Internet examples. service providers blocking our access to... Give us a couple examples, real-life examples. Sure, I'll give you some very real, real examples. In 2007, Comcast was caught blocking people's ability to, uh, to connect to file-sharing services, such as BitTorrent. Uh, and in 2005, Madison River, which is a VoIP, was blocking access to, to voice over internet pro- protocol uh, programs. We've had instances where, where AT&T uh, is blocking uh, iPhone uh, users' ability to use certain services on their network that competed with AT&T. I've written about this extensively. Uh, for well, the Timothy, let, let me ask you this in, in defense of Joe or even but, playing a little devil's advocate here. See, Joe, I'm on your side here. Uh, no, no, here's the question. Why shouldn't a person who uses the Internet much more than someone else. If I go to the Internet and I'm watching Netflix movies day in and day out and I'm downloading huge swaths of video and my mom is just using it for email, I cost the company, the carrier, a lot of money. I'm doing a lot of uploading, a lot of downloading, and my mom is you know, using 1K a month. Um, shouldn't I be charged more? Um, and that's really not the issue here because you can actually pay for different tiers of service. That 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 is 
something that we as consumers get to decide. We can decide, what, you know, we can choose a cheaper DSL connection or a cable connection. So they can lucky, throttle our, uh, how much data, how much our upload speeds, our download speeds, how much data we get. Buy, That's legal. You can buy whatever level of upload and download you want, depending on what's available in your area. But once you make that purchase, they cannot then throttle that that those speeds. They cannot they cannot you know say they're going to sell sell you a certain speed and then throttle it. Uh, that's a decision but that what, is okay, for let, the consumer to make. Let me and get not back to Joe here. Joe, what's the problem? To me, this is not the government picking winners and losers. It's the government simply saying that everyone goes on the same playing field. It's to me, it's kind of like no. having red lights uh, on on the highways. Uh, they don't decide that one person can go, one person can't go. They simply decide that north south goes for fifty. Seconds and then east west goes for 45 seconds. What's so wrong with that? Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen, and it's happened in the telecom industry. I happen to be a regulatory lawyer. I understand these things. You go to any public commission, how do they set rates? They, they, They appeal for a rate increase and they give all sorts of rationales and reasons. Why do you only see massively large multinational companies doing this stuff? It's because they could afford. Now, now, they're, now some of the companies wanted the FCC to take over because now they realize this is great. We can now what are they taking over? Three, Aren't they, they just they enforcing do, neutrality? You don't even let me finish my sentence. You said mean, they're, they're taking they're, over something. What it, are they taking when, over? When, when the FCC comes in and says, we now have the power to regulate the Internet, that is giving them the but power that's, to that's regulate. That's not what they're saying. It, it, it will. It will. Let me address the point that you raised before. Okay. okay. If Comcast throttles back or doesn't want access to another one, the solution here is very strong enforcement of antitrust laws. So don't get Comcast as your ISP. Go to an ISP that allows access to those other sites. That's the solution. This is just another. This is just another example of how. Oh, gee. We're, we point to one problem in 2007. It's 2007. I, I have a long eight list years here. Ago. If you want to hear it, but, I can but, go through it. But the I'd other question is, to take it through up to the present, I've got a very long list of violations of net neutrality by ISPs. 2007, there were several occurred. I could tell you more if you're really interested, or I could I could refer you to an article that I've written that gives a very long, detailed accounting of violations of net neutrality by ISPs. Joe, I am going to let nothing, you finish, but but finish within like a minute or so. Tell me the hard of your concern the heart of the concern is there is nothing that polices this better than consumer choice and what you're doing is you're, you're going to limit in every single industry that the government has decided to heavily regulate in every way what happens is a reduction of consumer choice the government should be in there saying we want open competition we will enforce the antitrust laws rapidly and, and strictly but coming in and trying to say Okay, you got to treat everybody equally and all this kind of stuff. That's open competition. What, what, that's neutrality. What? That's open competition. That's neutrality. No, that's what you claim to want. No, it's not. It's not. That's not what's happening here. They're seizing jurisdiction over it, and I guarantee you, I will bet either one of you guys a thousand bucks a piece that within five or six years or ten years, what's going to happen is you're going to see concentration in this industry. Prices for the fast prices are going to go up. Joe, do you, do you think the government does a good job regulating telephones, water, and electricity? Or are you against all those three as well? You know, you want to you want to make a blanket statement like this. Do I think the telephone industry would be better if there was more competition and less hurdles put in there by the government? Absolutely. We basically have four, two and a, we basically have two big 
cell phone Okay, I, I get right your now. point. All right, I, I, I get your point, Joe, and I appreciate your, your bringing it. Let me let Timothy respond. So Joe's point, as I understand it, is he's afraid of concentration of companies that with government regulation, only the big can compete and the consumers will actually have less choice. How do you respond to that? Argument? Well, the history tells us that in the absence of Title II protections, you know, we had these protections in place uh, 10 years ago, and a, uh, it was a Bush-era FCC under Chairman Michael Powell that stripped them away in 2002 and 2003. And in, in that period, the last 12 years since uh, they did that, the industry has consolidated. It is We are looking right now at the prospect that Comcast uh, will buy up Time Warner Cable. That's the largest cable Internet provider in the country buying the second largest Internet cable provider. So consolidation is indeed a problem. But this ruling has absolutely nothing to do with consolidation. This ruling... Seems to be antitrust laws deal with consolidation. What this yes. law does simply is allows everyone to access the Internet on equal terms. This is a common carrier rule that is very common throughout the industry that is being reapplied to Internet service providers. This is not a regulation of the Internet. It is a regulation of Internet access, Internet access providers. So tell me how companies Carmen like Carrier works with telephones and how it's the same or different with how it works with the Internet. I'm sorry, what was the question? Uh, telephones are, have a common carrier provision, right? When we call right. somebody, we can call anybody we want. Your, even wireless, your wireless connection have a common carrier provision. A common carrier is a legal framework that exists throughout the economy. It doesn't and it means turn, what? What does it mean? Common carrier means that you're, you're, as a carrier, you have to carry all content equally. You cannot privilege certain content over other content, or you cannot block certain content. As a, it's a, it goes back to the era of transportation, where ferries had to charge the same rate for you know one uh, company's trucks as they did another company. Okay, trucks. so in other words, I can call whomever I want. Uh, and just because uh, you're best friends with the phone company and I'm not doesn't mean I can't make a phone call. I can drive wherever I want. As you say, the ferry is a great example. They can't charge my my car more than another car of the same way. Basically, it's an anti-discrimination law. It is an anti-discrimination law. A common carrier is what protects free speech over private networks in the communication space. It was in place for the Internet until it was stripped, stripped away by Michael Powell of the FCC. What, we've, what has happened today is they have reversed that mistake, and they put basic common carrier protections in place that will allow the Internet to function as an open network where ideas and innovation win on their own merits without common carrier, you have the very real potential, because it's happened repeatedly, as I have documented, of Internet service providers privileging websites and services that they like over others. That give, is not me, the way the Internet is supposed to work. Joe, Joe didn't seem to feel that there were many of those examples. He said, you're going back to 2007. Give to me the three most egregious examples, let's say in the last two or three years, of something that will become illegal under net neutrality. Uh, well, it, you'll have, you have examples where uh, AT&T was blocking VoIP applications voice over, over IP. wireless devices. And voice over IP is basically where someone makes a phone call via the Internet. Yeah, there are very recent examples of that. There have also recent examples of ISPs that have been redirecting searches 
uh, where if you were to go to a website and or go to a search engine and search for something, ISPs and several ISPs were using a service called Paxfire that would take your search terms and direct, direct rather than directing you to search results, they would take you to a website that offers products related to those. So in other words, so hold on here. So if I Google. Um, cheapest internet connection because I'm tired of using Comcast and I want to see if I can get a better deal somewhere else. If I type in cheapest internet connection, Comcast, which currently controls my internet, which I've decided I don't like because I think they're too expensive, might just take my Google search to a list of Comcast products and not mention a new startup ISP, which is half the price and, and, and better service. Yeah, and in, in 2012, for example, AT&T announced that it would disable the FaceTime video calling app on its on its customers' iPhone. So that there have been that these sort of amp, uh, examples are replete, and it's not it's not it's not even the history. You look at the the recent court ruling where Verizon went before the judges uh, and challenged the FCC, and the judges asked Verizon, you know, in the absence of these rules, do you implant, plan to do this sort of discrimination? And the Verizon's chief counsel said, absolutely, that is the business model that my well, sure, if they didn't want to do it, why would they sue about it? You don't usually spend a million dollars on lawyers and take something up uh, to several levels of, uh, of appeals if it's just for your own amusement. You do it because you want to, to do that it, it, very, very clearly. So yeah. it, I would argue the reason why we haven't seen more examples of these is precisely because they were afraid the, F excuse me, the FCC would do exactly what it did, and they didn't want to push or tempt the FCC to actually act in consumers' interests the way it just did today. Yes. Um, and so uh, the concern here, obviously, and I think Joe has some good concerns. I mean, you know, the FCC, uh, FCC will could change with the next administration, and and there there is uh, there is a good argument that 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 it sometimes bends to the winds of politics. Um, but the 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 good thing that we have with today's decision is that it's actually rooted in bipartisan legislation uh, that had wide support. Um, by Congress, uh, has been defended at the level of the Supreme Court in the courts. And so that it has that, with that sort of backing behind it, with the, and, and with the, the massive public support uh, that, w that went behind net neutrality, more than 4 million people sent comments to the FCC. We also have a political constituency, constituency of people across the country and yet, who really care about this issue. So and yet Congress are, could have passed the law. Uh, and clearly President Obama would have signed it because he supports net neutrality. But the Republicans in the House blocked it. So why are they blocking something that net neutrality, when they do polls, I forget, 70, 75 percent of Americans support it. It's, it's not even close. Uh, and yet I, I, the only thing I could think of is Republicans get a lot of, of uh, donations from Verizon, AT&T, Comcast, yeah. and, and all of them. I, I can't think of anything other than that crass rationale. Maybe you can. Well, I mean, I think, you know, because this is an issue that Obama campaigned on uh, when he was a candidate in 2007. He's been outspoken in support of net neutrality throughout his administration. And there is, the, in, in, you know, anything that Obama says, unfortunately, gets highly politicized. But here's the thing. Uh, if Congress were to pass a law, this would be the law forever, unless the law has changed. But this is, this is an FCC, an agency ruling. And since the ruling is three to two, and since the next president will get to appoint one or more members of the FCC, it strikes me that this net neutrality, you're crying cyber happy tears today, but two years from now with a Republican <laughs> president, you're going to be crying a different kind of cyber tears.
Yes, and th and that that's a real issue. Obviously, politics are are a part of this. Um, but the good news is that the decision today was rooted in the law. The, the FCC acts on legislation, and so this is grounded in legislation. And in order for uh, for the FCC and for anything to change, there will have to be uh, co Congress will have to rewrite the Telecommunications Act, and that's something. Well, uh, but, and, but what if the, the president rise. changes? Can't can't he can't a new interpretation come from a new FCC? Uh, certainly, a new interpretation could come from a new FCC. The well, Supreme Court has decided I, I fear that, that they have they have the uh, they have the power to classify internet access. And, and with that potential doom, our time is up. So thank you, Timothy, for okay. taking the time explaining that, this to us. And we always forget all the things a president can do. Uh, and this is very important. You like your internet? You want to keep your internet? Vote for the Democrats. That's all I got to say. This is Mark Levine.